Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdullah Keep Shabazz, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Before we begin the show today, let's meet the award-winning panel that makes up this great program. Where you, are they? You, <laughs> yeah, huh? We're permanently on the look for replacements, but nobody else will get up this early and come in and do the program. It's job security for the both of you. You know I'm for 30, from 30 years in the Indiana Senate, the great Jim Merritt. Hello. Good day. Uh, and he's an author he's a broadcaster he's a friend of the stars he's the owner and operator of indiepolitics.org i'm doing keep shabazz hello good morning my friend all right today's show almost all entirely about our old friend todd rokita and uh well you know we hate to say we told you so but we told you so yeah we did so all right so let's set the background on this because it appears todd rokita the attorney general for the state of indiana as we predicted I, this was a recent show i think we predicted this on in fact yeah like in the last 30 days uh is potentially back in hot water in front of what is it called it's called the disciplinary commission yes is that the name for it okay and this this disciplinary commission abdul you're a lawyer so <laughs> and quite familiar with the disciplinary would you, commission. <laughs> would you like to would you like not, to, not that i've ever been disciplined by the disciplinary commission but i've had a couple complaints filed against me uh for other weird bizarre yes stuff. and you've all you're still in the clear <laughs> and they have said uh, no wrongdoing exactly. on your behalf is that right okay yeah. and it, it, it is not uncommon uh, the longer you practice law, the more likely uh, somebody will have a complaint somewhere, and you go before it. It's it's law of averages. The the complaint. So what you're saying is the complaint as an attorney, because well, I don't know if you know this, Abdul. There can be some pretty sharky people in the law world. No offense. Yes. And then, uh, but but the longer you, it's like driving. The longer you drive, the more likelihood you're going to get a, a speeding ticket, a seatbelt ticket, a yeah. moving violation ticket. It, so it, it doesn't make you Jeffrey Dahmer if right. someone files a complaint right. against you. Now, However, now, now once the complaint's investigated, if it's a founding, there's like no real wrongdoing. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of a different creature. I don't know. We touched on this before, but this is kind of a, a complicated thing. We have new listeners all the time. The, explain what this disciplinary commission is for lawyers it's not a criminal court of law but but it, it is important so explain what it is what what the, what the what the disciplinary commission does is it uh it basically holds lawyers accountable who've had complaints filed against them by clients uh who've done things uh, wrong uh for example let's say jim hires me to do something i take jim's money don't don't provide the services jim can file a complaint or let's say i'm in a bar playing grab ass yeah I'm, I'm, I'm engaged in conduct unbecoming a lawyer that goes to truth, honesty, that sort of thing. So it's not criminal court. You're not facing jail time. It's simply saying you have a law license. That right. law is licensed by the state of Indiana. The law, law license is not a right. It's a privilege. There you go. Thank you very much. Okay. Now, now question. But this, with when you have a, a, um, a case against you, a complaint, 
um, and you have five and six and seven, and they're all erroneous, and and it's, it's it doesn't happen. Those sorts of things are expunged from the record, and it it it's not you know oh here comes Abdul again. They'll they'll, they'll say there was a complaint filed against me, but there was nothing done. Okay. Yeah, and the complaints are not unlike. Um, well, just a simple complaint is not public record, right? Like I could okay. not if 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 some. <laughs> It's no different than somebody going to the local police department and going, Abdul robbed this bank. Uh, was the bank robbed? No. Okay, get out of here. I mean, there's no like right. public record of that. So this is important because Todd Rokita has to have a law license as attorney general for the state of Indiana. And as such, he is, he is subject to the same codes of conduct and expectations that, you know, a private attorney like Abdul would be. And he got in some hot water here recently over comments he made on Fox News about the uh, doctor who performs abortions, who performed the abortion on the the 10-year-old girl from Ohio. And he made some very pointed comments about her on Fox News before the case had been (coughs) decided in front of the medical licensing board. And make let me make sure I understand this correctable. He was reprimanded by so the Supreme Court ultimately decides whether the disciplinary commission's recommendations are correct or not. They're sort of judge the state Supreme Court. The five members are the judge, jury, and right. execution. Right, exactly. Because so, all lawyers are basically supervised by the Indiana Supreme Court. Yeah, so it's sort of like the disciplinary commission is the prosecutor. You, the defendant, are the defense, and then the state Supreme right. Court is the judge, jury, and executioner. And so. What the state Supreme Court said in agreement with the Disciplinary Commission was that Todd Rokita acted inappropriately, right, when he went on Fox News and made those comments, and he should be reprimanded. But he was reprimanded. Well, they, they, he was he wasn't necessarily reprimanded. They reached a settlement. Well, but that's part of it. It was it was a reprimand as part of the settlement, and he, in that reprimand, had to admit that he engaged in. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, the, basically, uh, Seb, getting out of line when, when talking about the doctor. Right. So, um, and again, nobody's talking about Todd Rokita is going to have a mug shot or going to end up behind bars for this, but it is important because ultimately the vote was three to two at the Supreme Court. There were two two justices, including the Chief Justice Loretta Rush, who dissented on this because they believed Rokita's actions rose above a reprimand. I, you don't know exactly what they wanted, but I guess the next step, and you know this better than I would. Is also she's also uh when the when the Supreme Court justice uh, did her end of the year review, we actually asked her about that. Now she couldn't talk about the case specifically, yeah, uh, because you just can't can't talk about it. But she did sort of provide sort of a thirty thousand foot view of the process, uh, and and how the process worked. And her thoughts, um, were and she actually wrote this in the opinion, so she wasn't speaking out of turn. That because Todd Rakita is the Attorney General, yes. and because he holds a higher position than most lawyers in the state, he should be held to a he should be held to a higher standard, so to speak, because simply because of his position. In a nutshell, that's what. The and so the next logical step in terms of repercussion would be like a suspension of his law license, right? If the reprimand's not enough, that's kind of the next step. A reasonable person would say, even though she didn't say that, a, a reasonable person might draw the conclusion that that was where she and one of the other justices maybe wanted to go with this. Uh, in a nutshell, yeah, because you get the suspend, you get law license can be suspended or revoked, kind of yeah. like when Curtis Hill's law license was, was suspended for thirty days. Okay, and so part of this, and I realize we're spending some time in the background on this, but this is really important. Part of the deal with this is that Rokita essentially had to admit, "I did the things that I've been accused yeah. of here." 
and I would lose if I went in front of the the Supreme Court. And so the deal is you get a reprimand and you admit you did wrong and everybody goes their own way. That was kind of the deal, right? Yep. Okay, very good. So, but wait, there's more. By the way, Jim, I, I feel like you're just sitting there quietly and we haven't used you at all so far on this program. <laughs> well, it, it, this it, is, it, so you know, Rakita, does this behavior surprise you at all from what we've talked no, about? No, and, and uh, all of our listeners uh, know that, that Todd is controversial and 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 uh, it, <clears throat> this is no surprise whatsoever. What you? How did you describe it? He seeks the controversy. Like he seeks. I, I think he gets up in the morning, and, and number one, he knows that he's got oh fifteen percent of the Republican uh, uh, crowd, if you will, of support. If something would go on, and, and and most people don't have that. Number one, number two, I think he gets up looking for controversy i don't th- i don't think that's a as my statement. as my late lovely mother would say some folks aren't happy unless they were raising hell somewhere <laughs> wow wow <laughs> okay so the so that's the background on this now this is where the new allegations come in that are that are now going let in. me ask you a question yeah. before you do that abdul when you were when when the chief had her her roundup if you will um it, it was reported somewhere that that uh she voted in, in the negative, if you will, uh, uh, regarding the the package of of disciplinary uh, uh, action action uh, that that she didn't think it was tough enough, right? And did she say that, or is that just kind of rounding? It, it was in the dissent, uh, basically. Her and oh, was in the, yeah. so we all know, yeah. They, that she and another justice thought, yeah, thought the punishment was too lenient. It, okay, okay, that. I think is something that our listeners need to know. Okay, and so, she also told us too that uh, just because the disciplinary commission did not go forward on that complaint, that doesn't mean that they can't go forward again on other yeah. okay. complaints. She's, now, she she sounded now, like a woman looking to do more. Right? Now, 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 what we didn't know at the time was whether when she said that the the second complaint had been filed or not, and sort of sort of sort of the court's way of sort of dropping a hint. Without necessarily dropping a hint. Okay, so that's the background in all of this. So again, Rakita had to essentially admit, hey, I did these things, I did wrong, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I wouldn't be able to defend this in front of the the court, and in exchange for that, he didn't get his law license suspended, didn't lose his law license, he got a reprimand, everybody goes their own way. Well, then, almost as soon as this decision comes down, in classic Rokita fashion, he sends out this press release where he essentially says the exact opposite, which is that he could have defended it and he he would have won and that he just did it, d- took the plea deal, plea agreement. I don't even know if that's the right word here or the whatever, the agreement, because he wanted to save the taxpayers a bunch of time and money. And so now there has been a complaint filed, two complaints filed against him, and it centers around the fact saying, wait a second, you had to sign an affidavit saying you did these things, and this was the agreement for you doing these things, and then immediately afterwards, you're coming out saying you didn't do these things, so did you sign a false affidavit? And look, I, I, I clearly... We and, never- and, one of the, and one of the people, which I think is just ir- political irony, uh, who filed the complaint, uh, used to work for the Disciplinary yes. Commission. So, so she and work and and no and, and is an expert in the area of professional responsibility and professional conduct. So, for her to file that complaint, you know, it's not going to be frivolous. She wouldn't do it unless she had you know some serious stuff behind it. So her name is Paula Cardoza Jones. Is um, is her name? 
And here is what she wrote in her complaint. And look, I'm no lawyer. I don't pretend to be a lawyer. But you and I have talked about this offline, Abdul. I think the complaint is incredibly compelling because she said this. The commission agreed to and the court narrowly approved a very generous conditional agreement finding respondents' acceptance of responsibility is a mitigating factor. Rokita, however, has not accepted responsibility for his misconduct. In his website response, filed immediately after the court's decision, he denied any misconduct and paints himself as a victim of the media, liberal activists, and cancel culture, among others. By implication, he includes the commission and court among his perceived unjust persecutors. Hey, look, when there's five people and they kind of gave you a break ski and they're judge, jury, and executioner, and you basically end up bad-mouthing them right out of the gate after they help you out, I, I, that would not be a bear I'd want to poke, and it seems like Rokita poked that bear. And Cardoza-Jones also uh, told Indiana Citizen, uh, and get a, get a load of this line here, uh, like I said, she worked for 10 years in the year of professional responsibility, including two years as a staff attorney with the disciplinary commission. She says she could not remember, quote, in all that time, Encountered a case where an attorney was so unrepentant and defiant toward his ethical rules. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Bill Keep Shabazz, the program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. If you're just joining us, we're talking a little bit about uh, Attorney General Todd Rokita potentially back in some hot water in front of the Indiana Disciplinary Commission in the state Supreme Court regarding, well, comments he made after he was reprimanded by the court over comments he made on Fox News. So, Jim, let's go to you because that's the that's the kind of the ABCs of what's going on here. And I said this to somebody yesterday who is a Rokita fan, and they kind of accepted you're right. Todd Rokita has not understood that in the world of attorney general, you play by a different set of rules than you play with as a politician. The things he said on Fox News, you or I could say that, and it's fine. We're not administering the law. We're not in charge of truth, justice, and the American way. We're not the chief law enforcement officer for the state of Indiana. Part of being the chief law enforcement officer is you got to leave politics at the door sometimes, and he is simply appears incapable of doing that. Well, you know, he's put his career in the hands of one justice now. All they have to do is flip one justice yeah. to make it two, three now. Uh, and, and, and the individuals, if, if they were dead set that it wasn't a strong enough penalty, uh, he, all he, all, all they have to do is have one justice and, and I don't, I don't get, I don't understand what the next step, if this goes forward, how long is it going to be before something's happening? Because, uh, the filing deadline for attorney general and all offices, it's early February. When well, it, no, cause that's a convention. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good. So he's got till what May, right? Somebody to run against him. Yeah, you got to yeah. file for re-election. You got to file for re-election, but I want to say May uh, is like the deadline. Deadline because because the AG is picked in a convention, yeah. not not, doing, not if, doing the primary. But if there's going to be another candidate, yeah, they have oh. to file in February. Oh, trust me, there 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 are a bunch of people out there just foaming at the mouth. A absolutely. So it's a, it's a wait, tiny wait 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 thing. wait. Time out, time out. And I'm asking, I may be totally wrong on this. He he is nominated at a convention. You don't have to file for that convention until. 
May, right? Because the convention's in June. At the same time, they'll pick the lieutenant governor. Right. You don't have to file for that in February, do you? You have to file your candidacy for elective office. Really? Yes, in February. In, well, you you would obviously know way better than me. I had no idea about that. I, I thought that was like a you you just made the decision in as long as you did by May, you're in. Boom, see ya. Even so, even if it's picked at can, at the convention, you you start to file in February. I believe so. Yeah. I, okay. I, I, yeah. Well, I, you, guys you know, know I could be I could be I, corrected on that, but. Well, you I, were I there th for 30 years. You should know. Well, uh, yeah, uh, but he didn't get elected in a caucus, though, well, <laughs> <laughs> at a convention. Yes, and um, well, either either way, there's people who are now. There's blood in the water, of course, and it's less than six months, and uh, maybe it is just a, a convention. Uh, but you have to qualify for the convention somehow. Yeah, and, you got to give him money. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a pretty low bar to hop. Anyway, over. time is ticking. He's yeah. up for re-election next year, and that is a situation. He's putting his candidacy, he's putting his office in the hands of one justice of the Supreme Court, and and um, and it seems like he enjoys this. You know, this situation where it's he's just constantly in hot water. Here, here's the thing. Uh, there is, and you guys have probably heard this before, when you're in trouble and then there's courts involved, there are two arguments you can make. There's a political argument you can make, and then there's a legal argument you can make. Right. Uh, the political argument doesn't fly in a court of law. Right. It is a legal argument that flies. Am I, am I sounding familiar like somebody that we all have heard of before <laughs> who's making political arguments while, while he's facing legal issues? <laughs> uh, imagine that. And, and the other thing, too, is what, what Todd Rakita does not understand is – when the court can basically go either way, and this is not to say that the Supreme Court justice does this, but this is just human nature. If the court can go either way and you keep talking yeah. stuff, yeah. you're not helping. And from a political standpoint, because everything he does, he being Todd Rokita, is political. And you and I talked about this yesterday, Abdul. He was clearly dead to rights, which is why he signed the thing. You know, there is nothing more he would have liked than to go in there and fight those guys and win. He signed the agreement because he knew he was dead to rights and it wasn't going to get any better than a reprimand. In fact, it was probably going to be a lot worse if he lost. And so instead of just getting kind of a gift and saying, you know, and, and you could say it however you want, but you could spin it in your favor going, look, my passion for the life movement and my passion for little children and my passion for a safer, better society – led me to do something that now certainly uh, we can all agree was not the right way to go forward, and I regret handling it in that manner. I'll still fight for life. I'll still fight for children. I'll still fight for the unborn, and I will learn from this mistake. Thank now, you. Have a nice day. Now, Rakita did issue a statement to Indiana Citizen uh, because we're going to post a story a little bit later today on IndyPolitics.org. This is basically take care of my work for the whole week. Yeah. Like, thank you, God. Uh, he said he, quote, he learned from the situation and, like everyone, can always do better. Why didn't he say that right You know, right out of the gate? Why wasn't that just the comment? It's like, I'm sorry. Okay, are you sorry you did it or are you sorry you got caught? But either way, now he's now from a political standpoint, he has taken – nobody was going to vote against Todd Rokita because of this. Nobody – because let's face it, many, many, many people agree with the things he said about that doctor on Fox News. Now, they're not held to the legal standard Rokita is, but many, many people agree with that. And Indiana's a Republican state, and he was not going to lose re-election against Destiny Wells because he was too pro-life. But now you have put this thing back in the news cycle. You have made it a much bigger story now because now the accusation is essentially you signed a false affidavit and now it's a huge, a much bigger deal than the original thing was. This is why you shut yes? up. Yes? You can beep that out too. This is, just, shut, no. just shut up. Just stop talking. Yeah. yeah.
you, you know, uh, just you're right, Rob. It's not a February uh, filing date. It is later yeah, in, in right. 2024 uh, because it is a convention rather than a primary. And uh, but but my question is, but you is, can't file if you're not qualified to be in the office because you're not a lawyer anymore. That's exactly right. <laughs> so that so that's <laughs> I was just to go to that. <laughs> so that's the big concern, right? Is mm-hmm. if you have to have a law license to be the attorney general in the state of Indiana. And if they now Curtis Hill got his law license suspended for 30 days. However, it was it came to the somebody, the masses, the people in charge, whatever the rule makers came to the conclusion he was still qualified to run for reelection because he was he had his law license reinstated right. by the time it was time to run. We'll get to Curtis in a second. If it's more I mean, look, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe the Supreme Court will ultimately say, well, oh, it's fine, whatever. I, I'm not sure that's going to happen, but maybe they will. But it seems like if there were something that were to rise to the level of severe repercussion from the Supreme Court, this might be it because they don't answer to no one. And insulting them and basically going at them and their decision, when, as Jim said, all you got to do is flip one. Yeah, you put like, your hands into, yes. you're putting your, yourself, your career into the hands of Supreme Court justices that, that, honor the ethics of the industry it seems like it could be more than 30 days a lot more than 30 days all right so let's talk about the elephant in the room here which is todd rokita by the way it's the program of state house happenings rob kendall uh jim Merritt, abdul keep shabazz we're talking about the attorney general todd rokita and the the new potential hot water he's in over uh the indiana disciplinary commission um Curtis Hill lost because todd rokita ran at convention against curtis hill and basically part of his narrative was and he didn't say these words directly, but this was the plan was, hey, Curtis got in this hot water over the allegations about him in a bar. He did lose his law license for 30 days. You can, you know, you can't have this guy out on the ticket. That's going to drag everybody else down. And you got to have somebody with a crystal clean record on there. And that's the argument his supporters were making. And I'm not saying Rakita directly said those words publicly, but the, those were the, you know, we covered this, Abdul. Those are the implications that were made. And it ultimately proved successful. Well, if you want to run against Rokita, don't you just now throw that back in his face and say, not only were you reprimanded, let's say he gets suspended. No, you're just the same as Curtis Hill. In other words, everything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law? Well, it it depends on who you are and what what you represent. With with Todd, he, he, he actually, he didn't say it, but he said it, that I'm not Curtis Hill. Right. And, and, and Todd is, you know, he he loves and is beloved by the Lincoln Day Dinner Circuit. Uh, he's got support in all corners of the of the state, and as I said, he's got fifteen to twenty percent support regardless of what he does. He's 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 just he's got that type of uh, patronage behind him. But uh, it it just all depends if somebody would go to the convention in June, the Republican convention who that person is, and and if they could say, I'm not Todd Rokita, but I'm so-and-so, and that, that individual's got to have a lot of firepower in the way, in the way of support behind them. And there, he has years. Everybody who knows Todd Rokita knows the stuff that's been out him about him for years, about how he treats his staff, et cetera. There, it's not like this is a guy who – it's not Mitch Daniels out there who has, you know – 30 years of building relationships and everybody loves the guy and he's a grandfatherly figure. Todd Rokita has a ton of enemies inside the Republican Party who would love nothing more than to see him lose. And actually, and, and what they will do is, what you'll notice is, no one has come to Todd Rokita's defense yet. Right. 
And to me, in that building, it, it helps to have friends. Not, not necessarily saying that friends will be with you when you're wrong, but at the very least, they, they won't beat you up. But Or, or at least they'll come to your defense. And not one state lawmaker has come to Todd Rikita's defense, at least not publicly and not yet. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal because he has enjoyed an incredible amount of support in the legislature for a long, long time now because uh, he was Secretary of State, he was a member of Congress, and and he's in, in he's the eyes had, of a... Uh, he's in, never had a private sector job is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could say that. <laughs> But you, you, at least in the uh, last twenty years that I've, in the last twenty-two years that I've known, him. when a legislator gets a, a a bill passed, and if the governor should happen to uh, veto it or or sign it, and and it's a controversial issue, uh, the attorney general is right there. Todd Rokita is right there to support and defend that law. What happened to Rokita? And you and I have talked about this many times because look, I I used to. I'm not going to say like we hung out at the Bellagio together, but I used to consider myself a friend with Rokita, and we I introduced him at events, and and heck, I interviewed for a job with him one time. They ultimately they I think they were thinking about opening a Lafayette field office, and they asked me to come in and interview. They didn't ultimately open the office up, so I mean he thought pretty highly of me, and I kind of thought pretty highly of him. But something happened to this guy when he ran for U.S. Senate that dramatically changed him as a person. And he went from being an accomplished Secretary of State. He was fine as a member of Congress, wasn't great, wasn't terrible. And something happened, and either one of you, whoever wants to go first, Jim, you seem nodding feverishly. Something happened to him when he ran for U.S. Senate, and it's like he just totally either changed or he just became, maybe he was always that, and he just hit anyone. I don't know, man. He's a very good husband. He's a very good father. Uh, but but you, I, the reason why I was nodding my head is you put your thumb on it. It, it, it right during the U.S. Senate campaign, where it looked like he had to go fire and brimstone. He it looked like he had to be Donald Trump uh, to uh, you know not look like Le, uh, Luke Messer, uh, which is what uh, Senator Braun now Senator Braun did is they put the he put the two of them together. They both had blue suits and red ties and white shirts on, <laughs> and he tried to break out of that mold that. Uh, Mike Braun kind of set up for him, and and something happened with 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 the you know he he just he he went from you know a steady Eddie uh, somebody that would tackle tough issues as Secretary of State and and a member of Congress into this uh, wild candidate, and, yeah. and it hasn't ha- it hasn't changed since. And it centered around you, Abdul. <laughs> yes. Half of it was your fault. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, uh, Todd got very mad at Abdul during his U.S. Uh, Senate run and uh, said some not so nice things about. Because Abdul. I want to say it was it was like a it was like a filing day. It was like the day of the filing deadline, and Todd Rakita, uh, his whoever his staff person was, had a uh, person walk around uh, saying Luke Messer supports Barack Obama. And he had a Barack Obama mask. And it was and like it was like blackface. It was looked like a lawn jock. It was like, a white guy, wasn't it? Was it was a white guy. I was like, what are you? What are you guys doing here? Like, what? Like, why is this necessary? And I called him out on it, and then that's when our relationship went. Well, it was totally, it was totally inappropriate because I think it was the day that Messer was filing or Braun was filing, and that's supposed to be a day for the candidate and for the family. And it's like the Civil War where they used to, you know, hey, nobody's shooting while we're clearing the bodies off the off the field. You don't interfere on people's filing day because that's for the family, that's for the volunteers. You let them go take their signatures in. And I think if I man, I could be wrong on this. He did it on both Braun 
and because wasn't Messer in the milk carton? Wasn't he had the person in the the milk carton with Messer's uh, face on it? I mean, it was just just very unprofessional behavior, and it was like something happened to this guy. Yeah, where- because yeah, because we were doing the debate. I had to I had to sit uh, during the during the U.S. Senate debate, which I did with the Indiana Debate Commission, which by the way, very very grateful. It's like an honor and a privilege. Rakita, I had to remind the audience that just so folks know, the moderator yeah. is not. On the ballot, he, he had refused to participate, and then he did participate. Yeah, and is then that right? yeah, then the beginning of the debate said the moderator's not on the ballot. FYI, and then halfway through the debate, about forty minutes in, yeah, uh, he does it again. Like I'm here to fight the deep state against people like Luke Messer and Abdul Hakim Shabazz. Uh, like, whoa, I, whoa, time out here. The moderator, ladies, is over here and not over there because the moderator is not on the ballot. All right, we got about thirty seconds left for each of you. This one by quick today. Per, per, <laughs> yeah, Abdul, you were so excited about this show. <laughs> You were like, can we please, please, pretty, pretty, please talk? I said, okay, fine. Uh, Abdul, prediction, got 30 seconds. What do you think is going to happen now to Rokita? Uh, discipline, license, suspended, but I won't necessarily, I won't, uh, with, a, with a good chance of it being revoked because once again. Revoked? Well, yeah, because this goes to honesty and integrity. Oh, wow. And these are big, these are big professional conduct so, rules. So he'd be done if it gets revoked. Yeah. So you, you can't go back from revocation. You yeah. have a law. I, say, I say suspended, definitely revoked. Wow. Possible. Merit. I think uh, I, I, I defer to Abdul on this, but this will shake up the political world because there are a lot of people that see themselves as attorney general and uh, and and you lose friends really quickly. And uh, it's a political year. If he wasn't up for reelection uh, next year, that would be a totally different situation. But since it is election year and the attorney general will be nominated in a Republican convention and uh, there aren't many spots statewide they're open anymore and and there will be people uh, wanting wow. that job freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door no need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse i'm rob kendall i love freedomfoodsindiana.com and i know you will too It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. From Abdul Kim Shabazz and Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.